Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and also happy Pride. Yeah, it's still June, and it's still Pride, and I can't believe this year is already halfway done. But I hope that you're having a safe and great Pride. Uh, today's chat is going to be great. We're talking queer design. We're talking about toys, which is a super interesting thing. Um, studied a little bit of it with sociology and the different gender things and all that fun stuff. So why don't we get right into it? Welcome, new friend Joey, to the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you? Hi, Stephen. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and I'm doing great. Just got my little glasses back from the glasses store today. I can see again. So oh, that's we love that. important. <laughs> yeah, very important. I've been without them for a week and it's been very tough to do computer work without them. So. Oh, I bet. I always brag to people I have perfect vision. <laughs> and <laughs> But anytime somebody's like, no, but really I can't see, I'm like, oh, okay. So a week would be a long time, I could imagine, without... Yes. Yes. It, so. <laughs> well they're back and they look great i love that silhouette parts for because people can't see this but i'll describe it <laughs> yes. they're just like little heart glasses and they were very hard to find but i felt i've been feeling very naked without them they're very much like a part of me yeah and my presence at this point so without have, with being without them for like the last week has been very very strange so they're kind of like my baby so i'm happy to have them back yeah <laughs> Look in the mirror and you're like, wait, is that me? Is that what I really look like <laughs> to the outside world? Or am I my twin brother? Because that happens too. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. really do, though. Some people, they take their glasses off. I'm like, maybe that's why we all were fooled by Clark Kent. Because exactly. they look like different people. <laughs> Yes, it's very, it's 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 a whole vibe. I mean, there, there's pictures of like Zoe, Zoe, excuse me, Zoe Deschanel, and like there's another person who usually wears glasses, but it was like her without her bangs and some man without his glasses. I'm like, these are different people. Exactly. Is- <laughs> it really, yeah, Zoe Deschanel without bangs. I would be like, who's that imposter? She's not one of us. She's she, just an alien queen, which we love. But yeah. <laughs> Although I will say an elf, I did not like her in blonde hair. That was not a mood I, for me. It never read when I'm watching the movie. It never registers to me that it's her. Same. It's just not. It's just some woman who is blonde. She's great, but I don't know. Literally, yeah. (laughs) It was one of those moments where later on, like years after I watched Elf, I was like, "Wait, that's silly (laughs) dish." What? And I had to go back and be like, "Okay, I guess I can kind of see it." Anyway, enough about Zoe. God, (laughs) she's trying to hijack Joey. You know. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's all about Joey now. Um, wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of introduce yourself, um, what it is you do, and then we're going to hop into it from there, talk about some toys and design and probably lots of gay stuff, but (laughs) all my favorite things. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys, I, I'm Joey. I am a graphic designer. I live in Baltimore. Um, I lived here my entire life. My main like interests of work um, kind of are in the realm of like packaging, but specifically in the realm of like makeup packaging. And then eventually uh, I, I'm just, I, while I'm not working with toys design wise right now, I know that down the line, that's that will be the case. So down the line, I will be working with toys in the packaging realm as well. Um, but primarily I am a graphic designer, digital illustrator, and I just spend all my time like, you know, doing my cute little illustrations. But then simultaneously, I make toy reviews pretty frequently. They're very important to me. I feel like toys are, you know, such an important thing for people people in general. We grow up with them. They are always a part of us. And I really feel like it is a goal for me both through my work and my online presence to encourage people to kind of always be listening to their inner child, right? Like it's, everybody has their inner child inside of them. The volume at which is just different for everybody. For me, it's just very, very loud. And I just think everybody's should be louder. I feel like there's a lot of like inner, like internal nurturing that we can kind of like grasp through toys and like through play. And I, I think a lot of adults specifically kind of just want to push all that to the side and kind of regulate it as like just kid stuff, which is, Yes, it is kid stuff, but also it's everybody's stuff. And I and I kind of want more people to kind of just celebrate that playfulness and that inner vulnerability that comes from like really nourishing the inner child, you know? Right. No, yes. definitely. And I feel like, yeah, adults, and I've known a few of my friends that have had kids and stuff, and they're very like, I don't, I'm not like strict. I don't, that's not the right word, but like too serious about toys. Yes. And I'm like, yes, just let the kids do whatever, like, 
if they're like that's not how the toy actually works you should do it and i'm like let them do what they want exactly imagination exactly. <laughs> like parents I, I i feel like and then granted i'm not a parent i don't plan to be a parent i love kids Same. but i don't really <laughs> have the desire to be responsible for one or multiple i i'll, yeah. I'll let all those around me do that and i'll be a fun uncle and yes. whatever the fuck um it's just not for me however i i do think that children are so important because they obviously i mean obviously we all know that they are our future and yeah. like treating them as these like second citizen kind of like human beings that don't really, don't really know what they want is like really doing us more harm than them good. Right. And again, I'm not going to be a parent, but I do feel like a lot of times adults just kind of push like playfulness and like sort of like the things that they see in children or in the things they see in play is kind of like ridiculous that are like, no, like, like, like those are like, you need, I'm getting off track, but essentially <laughs> um, not going to be a parent, but I, uh, but like people need to be listening to their kids and like right. what they want. Like I feel like a lot of people um, kind of lump like all kids into the same category and they're all different they all need different Correct. things and, and and need to be just you know it, it, uh, I, I I see a lot of like parenting based content on like my for you pages I'm posting a lot of, like toy stuff or whatever at least that's what I, this is what I think that's the only reason yeah. why I don't have my kids but it's just it's wild to me to see how like differently people parent their kids across the board there's like the whole like trend of like beige mommy par- i don't want to call it beige mommy like beige parenting like, yeah, where it's, yeah. like no color in the kid's room and no right. like, fisher price and like i think there is like i understand that there is reasons behind that and i think some of those reasons like are, are valid like with the, right. with relation and like like i don't want to diss any form of like any one form of parenting because i understand that there's not one right way to right. do it nor is there one right way to be a parent, nor is there one way, nor is there one right way to be a kid. There's, there's no, there's yeah. no right way. Um, but with that being said, I do think a lot of parents now like, are kind of using their parenting as like this weird, like aesthetic thing and kind of creating, like they're making their children into accessories and less people. And they're yeah. giving them things that like they think they need, but they're not actually listening to the kids and like what they actually need. And I think play is one of the main ways that kids express what they need, whether they realize they're doing it or not. Right. So it's just, it's just really important that we keep that we that we keep like a, a, an open mind with like how children interact with their toys and how we interact with toys as a whole. So. Right. No, they definitely and we spoke a little bit before the recording. One of the things that I studied in college for sociology with gender studies specifically was the toys and you know the pink for quote unquote girls and the boy like and I remember even going to I mean I didn't go to fancy toy stories toy stories toy stores I went to like Walmart and it was like oh you got to go to the boy aisle and I'm like girl I I don't want to go to the boy aisle I want to I want to see what this is like exactly it's very segregated and you know you weren't really you know, allowed to as a boy, like, oh, you can't have the Barbies. I'm like, well, my sisters, <laughs> I'm going to take them while they're not looking and exactly. things like that. But yeah, it kind of goes back to that whole, I get what they're doing with like the beige and kind of like neutral colors. I'm also like, it, I mean, kids like colors too, though. <laughs> it's kind of. Exactly. And like, I think, like, um, well, first of all, the whole like the 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 grim boy aisle on the very fun girl, it's a horrible thing to think about. And I do, while those aisles still very much exist, I think in a lot of like ways the 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 the, the language and the messaging like over yeah. the aisle has been has been eradicated, which is really a step in the right direction, but also at the same time, no, because you're still separating all of the toys right. like in, in that same gendered way, just not putting labels on it. But with that being said, I also am envious of you because I didn't even have any sisters growing up. So I had no dolls running around. So at least you had secondhand girlies. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I think it, going along with the whole like beige parenting thing, at the same time, I do see a lot of parents being like, I let my son play with like the Barbies and his trucks and my daughter. Yeah. Like, like, I do think across the board, parents are becoming a lot more just like they're they're losing their grip on all that stuff, which is right. fantastic. At the same time, though, on the opposite end of things, the grips are only being tightened and the rhetoric is only being like more demonized towards like, you know, uh, non-traditional values, we'll say. Right. Um and that scares me too, because I got I guess for every good there has to be like a bad that you know kind of combats it too. Right. Um, 
but I also will say gender marketing is something that's very, has, has always been very intriguing to me. Like, I, I, even though I don't really like stand the gender binary, like learning about gender marketing and like kind of observing it um, has always been really interesting to me. And as a kid, I found myself very like uh, attracted to it for some reason. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was because like there was this like kind of like uh, foreign like girl side of things that I wanted to be a part of and didn't have any knowledge of. And I was just really like interested in like the aesthetic virtue of that up against like the things that I was allowed to have. I don't know, but the whole idea mm -hmm. of gender marketing is very important to me, but I don't think it should exist at the same time. Right. So. No, it definitely, I feel like, you know, I have nieces and nephews and I've worked with kids before too. It's like, whatever toy that makes them happy and they want to play with, why not do that? As long as it's age appropriate and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, yeah, of course. Hi, two-year-old. Here's a bin full of chokeable toys. <laughs> have at it. <laughs> Like, exactly yes that, i mean as long that. as we're giving kids like you know appropriate you know things yeah. they're, not, they're not gonna lodge their throats and stuff and like you right. know, they're not into adult things i think we're i think we're good I to rock and roll yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but i will say um kind of going back to that whole demonization thing um I, I feel like that's where a lot, like, I feel like that's where a lot of conservative people's brains mm -hmm. are at. They think it's a pipeline. If you give a boy a doll, then he's going to be, gonna be queer. Y and Z. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's just frank. And like, frankly, it's not the case. I, 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 I have been very, not very, but I have been sort of vocal about the fact that like, I am not the biggest fan of like male presenting dolls. And I'm not a big fan of men in general. That's, and, and, and that's, and that's, and those things kind of go hand in hand, but not, but I also want to make it clear that I, love the fact that like boys want dolls i think boys right. should have dolls um that i just want to make that clear like i don't like i know that like boys turn into men but at the same time like i want boys and children to be happy and with what they want but with right. the same thing um i i with that whole pipeline thing i think a lot of people think that if they give boys feminine things they're going to go to that but also going back to the whole like dislike of male presenting dolls it's not that i have any problem with like men being represented in, in a doll form i think it's great we we love you know multiple characters whatever the fuck. it the problem for me is like you make the male doll and you make the female doll and she gets like all these fantastic things and accessories and all the hair and stuff yeah male doll is like a literal piece of plastic with like molded on pants and like you call it a day he's an yep. accessory for her and i'm like so this feels like a waste of everybody's time and money just to kind of put something out so if you're going to make the male doll make him like like and again i'm, yeah. like, I'm not going to be the kind of girl to stand up for like men as a whole but at the same time if you're yeah. going to make the girl doll and you're going to sell a boy doll make them be the same and then maybe maybe uh your target demographic will expand into like right but also at the same time there's also this idea of like okay it's frustrating for me when I think about the fact that people are so concerned with making sure that boys are represented in quote unquote girl spaces, which they obviously can be, they should be. Like, I'm not saying that like, you know, boys shouldn't be in like the doll or femme space, like whatever. At the same time though, it's frustrating to me because that same energy is certainly not there when it comes to boy franchises. Like they don't make space for girls in those settings. And I feel like it's frustrating that like we, like, yes, it's a very fragmented situation and I do want boys to have dolls. I want them to have access to femininity and I want boys to celebrate femininity. But at the same time, it's frustrating because I feel like we only demonize like girls in these situations and we and, and granted I, I think there is a bit of demonization when it comes to like people thinking that like there's a pipeline with like boys playing with dolls to becoming x y and z like i feel like there's demonization there unfortunately doesn't need to be there but it is there but i feel like we really demonize girls for having girls spaces and girls things when in reality like boys are allowed to have boys spaces and boys things that are welcome to that are that like, the girls can also access but i feel like we're only concerned with like boys accessing girl spaces you know I also just, I also just like, just want to make sure that I say this, like, while, like, while I'm on the subject, because I understand that, like, the whole I hate men thing is, like, very fragmented. Like, I understand that not every man is, like, an evil, vindictive person, whatever, obviously. However, I do have a fervent kind of distrust of them, and that sort of, like, <laughs> lingers into my doll collection. And then also, like, I also just want to reiterate, like, I want boys to have dolls. I want boys to feel like they're represented in, like, the doll world. I just want those male dolls to be as cool and awesome and, like, high quality as their female dolls. That's all. It's fr it's frustrating when you're dealing with, like, kids' toys because you, you just, like, kids don't know. Like, kids don't right. think about all these things that we as adults are talking about. They just see the pretty thing and they want the pretty thing or they see yeah. the fun, exciting, the fun, exciting thing. They're not thinking about gender roles or gender binaries or Correct. anything like that. And it's, it's all things that we're putting into the brains. But at the same time, like, going back to, I, I, I was thinking, of, I was looking through the outline or whatever, and I, I don't mean to skip ahead, but I was thinking about, like, like the whole importance of, like, queer toys being yeah. a thing. Yeah. 
And I was a queer kid. I would assume you would identify as a queer kid in retrospect. Yes. Um, like queer kids exist, right? Correct. And I just don't, it makes me sad for queer kids and it makes me sad for, I guess, straight kids or like non-queer kids. Yeah. Um, because all that is happening in like the realm of like the world is like Florida. Florida. <laughs> yes. It's like something about like all the anti-trans rhetoric and stuff. And now we're getting yeah. really but, like I feel bad for them because all that is happening is trans people were like, we just want you, you to know that like you are safe and, and this is okay. Right. Here. But I feel like in like I it all goes back to like this weird idea of like we're putting like thoughts into kids' heads. We're putting mm. thoughts into kids' heads. And I'm like, but you don't necessarily care about kids you don't care right. about protecting them at all if you did there would be legislation in place to actually protect children right. in, in many more ways than we already that we, than, than we frankly don't have so it's just it's it's very much like an attack on queer people an attack on like trans people an attack on just everybody who's not like this is straight white right. male person and i think we need like I, it's, it's it's very exciting for me to see this whole new like kind of generation of kids who are very much like in touch with like the internet and like um not to say that like the internet is like a holistic fun happy place as it's not right. but yeah. at the same time <laughs> they do have more access and information than we did when we were kids and i just feel like growing like I, i'm curious to see how because we're already seeing it with like younger gen z's and like where you know i'm very curious to see how generation alpha kind of grows um in the next like 10 years or so because combined with the rhetoric they're seeing online and all the horrible things that are happening around them and the fact that there are that there are there are things be happening that are sort of like kind of good for them and that they are yeah. being allowed to kind of express themselves more and like you know i i'm i'm, I'm wondering what that combination is going to like make for the future and going back to the whole queer toy for queer for queer kids thing there's nothing wrong with having queer toys they're not inherently right. bad they're not inherently sexual and that's also the thing that a lot of adults kind of they think queer and they think sexual i'm sorry i just gotta call um, <laughs> how dare they <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was kind of like a main thing for me making Pride Pals is that the entire project was just purely like de-sexed. So a lot of my other projects on my website are kind of obnoxious, obnoxiously sexual. They're very much speaking to the kind of person, character that I was at the time of making them. She's an ever-changing being and, I'm, and yeah. I don't know past iterations because they get me to where you are today. So with that being said, it was really important to me for myself to make a very de-sexed project. A, to say that the show people that I can do that because again a lot of everything I was doing was like in the realm of like sex and intimacy and all that good stuff um and b obviously we cannot have like a sexual kids storyline that's not appropriate we don't want that um but it it's frustrating to me that I almost feel like I can't sort of like move forward with the Pride Pals project because I feel like people will see all those other accompanying projects around it and not being mm -hmm. able to separate and not, and not be able to separate um, this form of being from this form of being, because it's also, it's something I kind of think about very, very often because I am an adult, you know, I, I do adult things, you know, but at the same time, my online presence, specifically my TikTok presence would kind of imply otherwise, because I know that I'm making, con I don't, and I'm, I also don't make content specifically for kids, like right. at all, like I'm not doing, like, that's not something that, you know, go off, it's not for me. But at the same time, I know that like, if I'm going to go out here and make videos about toys and dolls and mystery toys and things like kids are going to watch that stuff. They're right. going to naturally gravitate towards us. So it's, I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to like, not be like an inappropriate presence right, right. in that regard, but it does kind of make me feel like I am sort of like confined in other ways, like outside of TikTok and outside of like toy stuff, because I want to be like, you know, that normal, like queer adult and do normal adult queer things and kind of, and so I sort of feel like I am kind of at a crossroads and I feel like I've sort of picked the more like, um, like polished, not polished, but I sort of feel like I've kind of picked the more diluted one for the mm -hmm. sake of, um, future like stuff and also for the sake of people not thinking that I'm a fucking like you know menace to society so yeah 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 that's frustrating too but I still feel like in with that being said I feel like if anybody's gonna do it it should be a queer person why, why should that queer person not be me right. so yeah um, and if you want to give listeners just a, a I guess overview of what the pride pals are absolutely. and what it is because it definitely I'm obsessed. That's why I slid into your DMs. That sounded really weird. But <laughs> I was like, this is so smart and so like beneficial. And then that was a while ago. And now I look back and I'm like, the world has gotten even worse. Like this would really be more, even more beneficial now. So yes. talk about it. <laughs> so, okay. So Pride Pals were my senior thesis back in, oh my God, 2019, Jesus. So I started off doing 
I, I literally I started off just looking at a bunch of these like reading cards in the public library. I was like really always been really into them. And I kind of started thinking about the like kind of they're sort of like a necessary obligation that kind mm -hmm. of like shows people like, you know, we love them or we're thinking of them and stuff. Yeah. And it, that kind of got me thinking about like the whole coming out process. I obviously don't love that there is sort of this like obligation almost to like come out to people. And I, and again, I want to reiterate, I don't think anybody like has to come out to anybody. Like I want to make that so clear. I just feel like the way that things are currently set up, like a, those like myself who cannot like mask their sexuality are kind of just like, okay, like we're out here regardless of if we vocalize our sexuality or not. Um, so I just want to make that clear. And then also like, yeah, nobody is like, nobody deserves to know your sexuality, but I feel like they're just the way that things are set up right now. Like we're constantly having to come out and that's not inherently bad, but it's also inherently good. I don't like that. It's the case. I want to make that clear, but I also feel like I am sort of resigned to that being the case, yeah. which is not a fun feeling, but the it's- catch 22 for sure. Like. Exactly, 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 exactly. So with that being said, from the greeting card thing to the coming out thing, I ended up making this like coming out starter kit. And there was like a whole, there was like a little teddy bear you could carry and like glitter to throw when you walk into the room. Like we're all very stereotypical, like knowingly stereotypical things. Yeah. Sort of like, like get a discussion rolling on that. And from there, I knew that even before the greeting cards, even before that, I knew that for my senior thesis, I wanted to make a toy line. Mm -hmm. What that toy line was, I was not sure about. I originally started off with the idea of doing like a fashion doll line. And I was like quickly retracting on that because that's kind of, that's that's the dolls that I'm into. Like the, the fashion girlies, are that's what we like. Right. However, they're obviously like super hard to manufacture, at least in a way that I would feel comfortable presenting. It's like a project for myself as, right. and, 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 and at that time. Like I, I'm not a factory. I can't crank out like a whole lot of fashion dolls in six months. But I can crank out a whole line of plush dolls. So from there, I was sort of thinking about, okay, plush um education and then kind of mending it together with like a queer thing i was originally going to do like a candy themed line which also mm -hmm. i'm glad i didn't because i'm like why like why am i doing like there's nothing like, like that's cute great but like yeah. why are we doing that what like, why are you putting your thesis into that so right. this gave me the opportunity to do the toy line that i wanted to do while also creating something that was filling a hole in the market educational queer toy um and also did something that, like i would want significantly like as a child like i feel like had i had yeah. these as a kid i would have been gagged before i said let me just say what they are. So the pride dolls, they're plush dolls. There are eight of them. I just have to look up the shelves to make sure that I have the right number. There's eight of them. And there's one for each color of uh, the original pride flag that Gilbert Baker made. So each like pride color had different like attributes. Like the pink one was love, for example. So Gilbert is a very loving, his personality is very loving and bright and warm. And like, each of them sort of take personality traits from those like pride color meanings which right. is super duper fun and then each character is actually based off of a different queer figure so gilbert gilbert baker yeah gilbert excuse me gilbert gilbert baker um marcia would be marcia p johnson um we have freddie mercury up there alan turing like you know all like you know yeah. we have a bunch of like you know fun uh queer figures uh that people uh, but frankly while i was in my research and i feel embarrassed to this like in retrospect i didn't really know that they were queer to, yeah. to begin with so um, with that being said, the educational aspect comes in the fact that they each come with a illustrated little diary, um, little paper diary, and each one just kind of goes through a very simplified version of their life, but done so, but was done so in a way that didn't talk down to kids. Right. While I was writing books, I was very much trying to, you know, there's like, there's like a little gay glossary in the back of each one to kind of like has like, you know, all the terms and stuff that were used in the book. But while I was making it, I was like, okay, this is definitely for like someone in like the three to six, three to seven age mm -hmm. range, not maybe like, like, like whatever, but like, you know, three to seven year olds, like I, like, kids even if they're young they know when they're being talked down to so right. i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't talking down to them and that part of the feedback that i got from certain from like adults who was reading who were reading the books were like okay maybe you want to change out like this terminology with this terminology and i'm like i see where you're coming from but there's a gloss in the back of the book for this specific reason like right like, like, don't talk like they, they will figure it out so right. again each one has an illustrated diary that tells you about the person and there's a whole like collect them all situation kind of goes along with it but it made me really really excited because when i last geez this was two years ago now i'd say two years ago i posted a video around pride with the dolls actually yeah two years ago and they blew up like people were like really 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 excited about them like i was which i was not expecting i mean i like i i know they fill a hole in the, in the market and i and i'm not to toot my own horn i know they're a good idea like i know that they're a few yeah definitely yeah. um but i didn't know that they would pick up as much attention as they did and i was hearing from a lot of teachers being like wow i would love to buy these for my students in their class in my classroom a lot of parents were really really excited about them and that just made my heart really 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 warm exactly yeah really excited for like this generation of kids with that being said 
Um, going and actually producing a, a whole line of dolls is a lot harder than uh, one might have originally anticipated. Now, granted, if I was just going to go and like, I could some, I could just go and like have the doll made on like AliExpress and then put it on Etsy and like rock and roll, but that would be illegal because they have to get like um, the permission of the people the dolls are inspired by to mm -hmm. you know have the rights to do it and produce it and all that good stuff. Um, and also, realistically, if I were to make these dolls, I'd want to well, realistically, when these dolls are made, I want a portion of the proceeds from each character to go to foundation or something right yeah the person they're inspired by that just that just feels that only feels right 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 so i my new plan is to now kind of release them one by one and i have been in talks with the gilbert baker foundation they're, they've been super duper great um it's kind of like the ball is in my court now and going back to what you were saying about how things are so different than when you first saw them like in the world like i yeah. like it, it's i'm almost scared to like even like reintroduce like reintroduce them to people and be like hey do you guys still are you guys still interested in these yeah. like, still like a thing um because i think there will be interest there but also i'm scared that like the boat has sailed away i waited yeah. too long but also at the same time it's frustrating because i am one person and i just don't want to do anything like if i'm making a toy it needs to be safe it needs to be sa safe in the realm of like product product quality i don't want to drop a toy and then have a kid like choke on it or anything like yeah, that yeah exactly yeah, um, yeah. It's like there's like i i did i have gone and like redesigned um several of the dolls at this point so they're not going to be exactly the same as the ones that are that were in the video mm -hmm. so it just has been a longer process than what i originally envisioned it being but like i know that they need to be a thing i know people want them it's just like the when aspect yeah. of getting them to be a thing but it's easier um, said than done and like exactly. you said you are one person exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm, just, I'm just a little queen doing my best and like yeah. but i know that like if i was a child of 20 of the 2020s and i saw them i would be gagged and oh, i know that of back when i was i would be extra gagged because i'd be like whoa who's that I'd so like, i need all of them exactly exactly <laughs> exactly so they're coming it's just because i know that they're going to like make so many people feel warm and good and like yes I, and i also like going on with that it's like i know that we're i know it's a product i know it's capitalism i know it's whatever but at the same time like if we exist under the state of capitalism in, in so many ways yeah it be something like cute and actually like you know and yeah warm and like you know not inherently evil i don't know correct <laughs> like, and i feel like too a lot of people our age would also want them i would get all of them i'm thinking of like when legos release their Legos are for everyone. Set. I have a. I have it. I'm literally looking. <laughs> literally, oh, wait, yeah, wait, I have oh, it. The rainbow one. Yes, 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 yes. So I was like, I want that. Like, I don't care if this is for kids. Like, I'm getting that. Like, a lot of opportunity was missed when we were kids. So yes, I feel yes. like toys are just much more fun now. I mean, they're just like, like, like everything is just better. Like, it yeah. just it, like, and. I don't know. I feel like, especially with Lego, they have made so many strides to like be continuously inclusive, and mm -hmm. I love that for them. Like even like they have their feminized and like going back to the whole really short. I don't want to waste a lot of time on them. Really fast, they have their whole gendered marketing thing. They have the regular the, the like regular Lego line. And they have their friends line, and they just this past several months rebooted that friends line and it's mm -hmm. more gender inclusive. The logos changed. Like not to say that like we can't have our girls' world, but at the same time, like I like that we're seeing strides to be more inclusive of everybody. Right exactly so fun. yeah legos making strides um i did want to talk a little bit because i am obsessed um with the designs and with trixie mattel uh a little bit about that and kind of explain how that happened where you were able to have some of your designs in her world <laughs> So I'm not going to lie to you, the the beginning of the story is a little boring. It's it's simply, I was cold emailing people and you know, I was looking for work and I and I, I was with my friend and we were on the phone. I'm trying to pay rent. <laughs> it's that, it's literally that. And she was like, Joe, just like send them the email, like, just do it. And I, I do kind of hold the notion of like the worst thing that can happen is no or nothing. Correct. And in, in, this, in, this, in, in, in this instance, it was a something because I sent my email and I literally wrote, hello, I'm very gay and very unemployed. Like, here's my work like if, let me know if you want any freelance services and yeah. from there um i got in touch with the with the senior designer and we've just been slowly cultivating a relationship since that time they had me doing some um instagram giphy stickers for them which were really fun they're like the little motion dudes yeah. and from and that was three years ago now we're doing packaging and stuff which is frankly what i always wanted to do was like makeup packaging toy packaging and now we're doing that so i feel very very like gratified in that in that regard definitely and it's very 
I feel like the stars align because anybody yeah. that knows Trixie's brand, it is that very campy, queer toy, but it's really makeup. And she's talked about this in videos and stuff too. Oh, yeah. So that's a oh. great bot. Like, I feel like that was, you know, whoever's above that was like, sure, Joey, let's exactly. get you. <laughs> yes. And it's perfect. I mean, I also, I also worked at Ulta for like over five years. That was my first job. And I remember like in my first like a couple shifts being there, I was like, just, this was like when I was a senior high school, kind of trying to figure out like where I was going to call, go to college, do whatever. I knew I wanted to do something in the arts, um, just, just design area, but I didn't know specifically what. And I found myself like while I was stocking, looking at all the different like products from like mm-hmm. Too Faced Benefit or whoever. And I was like, these are all the same, literally the same product, just like packaged so differently. Right. And I like this one for this reason, this one for this reason, but this one's ugly for this reason. And mind you, I was like 18. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, but I yeah. also knew that I was like, I could do this. I could do this. Right. Life. So that was kind of like where like the whole like makeup packaging thing started, but the whole toy packaging thing is like always, always yeah, been that, there. Yeah. Which is awesome. Definitely, it was a good marriage. Yes. <laughs> well, before we jump into the random questions that I have, uh, I always like to ask people who inspires you. So it could be personal person someone that you know that's what I meant to say not a personal person that sounds <laughs> weird uh celebrities famous people alive dead doesn't matter who inspires you so I have three I have three to give you if you would have asked me this uh 2015 it would have been Ariana Grande she is still my favorite person in the world but at the same time I don't think that like she is like my form of inspiration anymore More, yeah. like I like I love her I respect her but she's not like at the realm of my heart anymore yeah yeah um, frankly it's the it's not barbie it's the idea of barbie that inspires me because i like i couldn't tell you any specific like barbie doll but i can tell you that like who barbie is and i feel like her whole like her whole aesthetic her whole way of being the bubbling the bubbly the bubbliness yet intelligence behind that like right. i kind of is always very very like fun and cool to me because she knows what she's doing barbie knows what yeah. she's doing and she's like she's that girl so but at the same time like i can't think of any so i guess barbie but more so her the concept of her being yeah um and i'm very excited for the movie to come out by the way i was um, gonna I was say are you excited for the movie <laughs> too excited like actually like i'm gonna be seeing that multiple times i saw megan multiple times and a doll movie is like will we'll be, we'll be seated yeah. Up my alley, yes. Um, there's also Elle Woods. I've been obsessed with her since I was literally five years old. And again, I, I don't know how, I mean, I'm so straight, but you know, like she's, <laughs> like, uh, I love that movie so, so much. And again, the whole bubbliness, like no, like people like, because I really feel like people don't take femininity and bubbliness seriously. And right. especially when they see it, like a quote, because I'm non-binary a by the way, lot, but I do yeah. know that like, I have a quote unquote male body. So when they see femininity presented on a male body, it's definitely not taken seriously and i can't even imagine being in a like in a femme body and, and being like a feminine person and, and dealing with all the things that come with that but like i just love that like Elle woods and like barbie and like people who are very feminine they, they can still be taken seriously because they should be taken seriously right. like, like femininity powerhouse so love her and then frankly melanie Mar- frankly melanie martinez specifically like her new album i mean i've been a fan of her since she hit the scene but her new album poor also just came out has been like grasping so by the throat and the little the four-eyed like fairy baby yes. with the mask like, she's just so cool and like i really love that she kind of blends this like playful youthfulness with like yes. sweet like very dark that's also kind of something i've always been really intrigued by as well the whole blending of dark and light and like um very creepy cutesy and that's that's her that's her brand so very much her as well <laughs> i'm so excited you just said that because most times when i tell people i love melanie martinez they're like who? <laughs> and I'm like, not. or they're like, let's Ew. watch K through 12 like, right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did not watch. I did not watch her on the show, but I did. I I, I did I, not watch her on The Voice. <laughs> yes, yes. But but I was right there when Crybaby came out, and that's all I need. That's all I need to know. So. That's the same. I was like, what is? And I do love because I'm a big gay, <laughs> so I love like the whole <laughs> rainbow and cute sweetness side. But I also love horror. And so, like you said, like that blending of it, obsessed with it, obsessed. And her new album is so, I love it. And I love she, she has like different stories. It's like a continuation, but I could talk all day. I could do a whole episode about her and just. I would love to to hear it. (laughs) Literally upset. I've seen K through 12 one too many times. I was supposed to see her live. And then got canceled because of COVID, right? 2020 Mm. COVID. Did you get tickets to Portals Tour? 
I didn't. Oh, no, I need to go. Actually, oops, I forgot. I need to go back and look because I was in line. It's probably sold out by now. It's sold out. Yeah, I'm I'm I, I tried the day of that show sold out. But if you get them, love that for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally, it's like Ticketmaster. Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm already mad. I'm still mad from the Taylor Swift six hours waiting. And then sorry, we don't have any tickets left. And I was like, cool. cool, cool, cool. I, my heart just dropped for you. That's I, I'm horrible 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 (laughs) on my deathbed i'm gonna be like call up Ticketmaster right now so i can cuss them out you guys you did this (laughs) at a tender age of 115 you've done it Um, no i don't want to live that long no Um, that sounds horrible (laughs) uh now for the random questions that hopefully you don't get your hopes too far up, but uh, kind of created them uh, around the toy world. And the first one, it's the easiest, I would say. What is your favorite toy of all time and why? Actually, so hard. That is and I figured, hard. yeah, if you really like toys and you're like, oh, can I name okay. my top 20? <laughs> Here's the thing. The only reason why, okay, give me one second because she's right here. The only reason why I'm going to say Jade is because she is a Bratz doll. I go back and forth between Bratz and Monster High being my favorites, but like Bratz were something that I longed for as a child child, like as a five-year-old. And then Monster High came out when I was like an early, early teenager. So like very, very into them, but like I hold so much more like nostalgia for the Bratz. And like, I don't know, I think I'm going to say it's Jade. She's just perfect to me. And like, she just makes me feel like I am... That bitch. Like everything's okay. Like everything's yeah. okay. yes. So I'll say Jade. She's everything. But I guess Bratz dolls in general, even though it's between them and Monster High. Which I feel like Bratz doll was a like reset in the world yeah. because. Well, I mean, the they best. really were. Did you, did you do you know about the whole like Barbie Bratz like uh, lawsuit situation? No, but now I would I would fall down that rabbit hole real quick. Whole gay extravaganza. There was this man named Carter Bryant. And he he was working at Mattel when the Bratz dolls were like literally not even talks. a thing. He was oh. he was like say that again. I'm sorry. And they were in the talks or in oh, the works. Well, well, not well, not even no, because MGA are the people who made the Bratz dolls. But, uh, but apparently Carter was on uh, like like work leave, and he was just like doing some stuff like in his personal time, and he was basically just doing these ideas and he saw these girls at like the mall or whatever he and he was like oh those are like really cool like that's like what those are like those girls are what's in right now so he was just like Frankensteining and doing some stuff and basically he created Bratz on his off time but the weird like the way that Mattel's I'm not sure if this is still the case I don't work for them obviously um but the way it was set up at the time was that everything you made on off the clock uh, was owned by Mattel so he went and I think I don't know if he wanted to give the designs to MGA, but there's a whole book about it. It's called You Don't yeah. You Don't Fool Me by Orly Lobel. I highly recommend it. It's so good. Definitely. Um, but basically he went and gave them the designs and it became a whole like lawsuit situation. They ended up he ended up like, losing his job and like he still doesn't work for um Mattel or MGA or anything, which is actually kind of sad because Rama. he, he made he, I, yeah. he, he, I, I feel really, really bad for him, but it is a whole like clusterfuck so highly recommend the book it's very interesting <laughs> yeah i'm have to go check that out because that sounds like <laughs> some drama that i'm here for it, it, not here for but like, here for <laughs> like yes there's like literal corporate corporate espionage like 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 legit like yeah so that's fun but also very very sad. i i want to make it clear i'm not like saying like hit like carter's like what has happened to carter is fun that's not i, I yeah, yeah no 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 like, happened to his career, but like because he should be thriving right now like he should be yeah up on top right now when he's not so RIP but read the book (laughs) uh second question what is a toy that baby Joey never got underneath the tree but you would love to have it today okay let's see (laughs) you know it's frustrating because a lot of my adult life is is baby Joey in in retrospect buying (laughs) buying the toys you didn't get let's see okay and it's hard. And like you said earlier, like I feel like toys have come such a long way. I'm like, I don't want the toys that we had when we were kids. Like <laughs> these I, things I, are I so much cooler. Be like stupid, but okay. I want to say that there was like I hate that I don't have an answer for this because, like, literally, like I'm like, like looking. Around. I got them all. Thank you. <laughs> I literally like. I literally like. Like. Yeah, like, I got. 
like, okay, you know what? I'm going to say not, not to be boring, but it would have been nice to have a Bratz doll under the tree as a kid. Just like any Bratz doll would have been nice. Like I, cause yeah. I, after a while I stopped, like, like I knew, and I think this is kind of the case for like a lot of other queer, queer people, queer kids. Like I knew that like after certain, like, like I, I only asked for a doll like once and then that was turned down. I was like, okay, we're not, we're not, mom and dad, we're not, but we're not doing yeah. that. So I'm gonna say a Bratz doll, but I, I, I wish I had an actual like longing answer for you because I don't, unfortunately. No, you're good. <laughs> I think that works though because it's you love it now and you you loved it, but you weren't able to access it and have it. So yeah. totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the next one, I kind of pitted two toys against each other, and you could either you you could keep one forever. It's in the history books. It, it's still, but then the other one gets erased from history. Never happened. And I picked, I tried to, and I Googled a lot, like the the top most like influential famous toys that everybody should know about. So first up we have Cabbage Patch Dolls versus Barbie. Immediately goodbye to the Cabbage Patch Dolls. I feel like I, I listen. Fuck them I, kids and fuck you too. If, <laughs> like, I was, if I was 10 years older, if I was my older brother, I would probably say fuck Barbie. Actually, no, I wouldn't. No, I fucking, I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't. I just, but I know that if I was a little older, I would have like so much more of a love for the Cabbage Patches. And, I, and I'm not saying I don't appreciate them because they are such a fun part of toy history. And yeah. I love their like growing from Mother Tree at the place thing. I think it's so funny. But like Barbie has, without Barbie, we, we wouldn't have any of the, any of the, any right. of the that we have, period. So it, I can't, can't, I can't, I can't let her go. You can't get rid of, yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one, which I've, okay rubik's cube which i've never been able to solve and i've done videos i came so close but <laughs> that's a thing or the easy bake oven which one would you erase from time i love the idea of the easy bake oven but i feel like it doesn't as a toy i'd rather have the rubik's cube i feel like she's yeah. more fun and we're not burning ourselves and we're not Correct. making nobody wants to eat even though the easy bake oven is cuter sometimes in this rare occasion, we'll go functionality over cuteness. So right. we're going to do it. it's cute. It's like, I don't want you to burn down your house either. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or eat. It's basically, what's an, it's just like a light bulb, correct? It's a light that, bulb and you're eating like powder and like, I don't even, I don't know. No, thank you. I'm yeah. okay. That was one toy I was never sad to not have. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, mm, no. Well, um, a boys version though, which we had, but that's even worse because you're eating things that don't taste good that look like bugs and stuff. Yeah. No, no thank you. I don't know what the nope. fascination with like boys eating bugs was. It was in the early 2000s because every girl thing that was turned into a boy thing was bug themed. Don't understand why, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, thank you. I don't want. I don't want bugs. Thanks. <laughs> like, like I'm, no. I'm full. I'm I'm stuck. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the last one I have is GI Joe. Or Mr. Potato Head? Who are you getting? Love Mr. Potato Head. G.I. Joe is like such a like gay awakening, I'm sure, for so many people. <laughs> At the same time, we can be awakened later on in life. We can play with Mr. Potato Head now. So let's keep him and his wife and his kids or whoever the hell. Like, I, I, yeah. He's more fun. Little tater tots yeah. running around. Little tater tots, I guess. yeah. <laughs> Did they ever have kids? I don't think they've had kids. I think if they did... If they did, I don't know about them, but I know that they do. <laughs> I don't know about them. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know where Mr. Potato Head been, so. <laughs> Jesus. He was with the Bratz dolls. I don't want to say oh nothing, my... but. <laughs> oh, he's such an interesting little baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> be the sassiest little potato ever. <laughs> I, I, I now I kind of, I might go and like make a Photoshop to like Bratz doll baby. Honestly, you know? I mean, oh, I would, I would get that. <laughs> <laughs> little sassy potatoes um okay so this one i think is really fun so if you were made into a toy little joey toy it could be <laughs> a, a doll a, a fluffy version whatever you want of you what are three accessories that it must come with Okay, so first of all, I did just make myself into a toy with my new work. I made myself into a Betty Spaghetti because my name is Joey Donatelli. So it kind of rhymes. We're both Italian queens. So yeah. So I would be a doll, number one. And I would I would have my bong because she's important to me. She's like, you know, I would have my heart glass. I guess they would, I guess they would technically count as, as an accessory. So I'll keep the heart glasses because they're not attached to my body. So that, my bong. And then... I can't Dr. Pepper. 
because like because <laughs> I drink. <laughs> it's so good. It's so delicious, and it's all, it's all so- twenty-three yeah. different flavors. <laughs> For those who cannot make up their mind, I I want it all. I I want yeah. it all at the same time. So <laughs> Dr Pepper, but yeah, it'll be that glasses, bong, Dr Pepper. <laughs> uh, last toy themed question that's random. What are some, if you can think of any toy fails? What's or some toys that you're like <laughs> they probably should have never have made that, <laughs> or that was really dumb. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And you know, okay. So no shade to anybody, but like, we're going to get into it. (laughs) One one that the the first one that comes to mind is the, there is this doll and that came out literally two years ago. And this isn't like a huge toy fail. It's just the first one that came to mind a couple years ago. These dolls were unveiled and they're called the vibe girls. And each one has like a different like personality vibe or whatever. And one of the dolls is like, I'm like ocean, like environmental saving vibe or whatever. I forget what, what they called her. But I was like, but this doll is like an ocean environmental, like friendly doll, but she's made out of entirely plastic. I was about to say, is she like made from recycled? Nothing. None of the packaging was recyclable. And I've seen dolls like more reason, more so recently do like plastic repackaging and like, you know, cardboard, which we love, whatever. But like, don't like, so the fail that like, like, don't, don't try to be something you're not don't like you're made out of, you are part of the problem, my love. So she's a fail. And then also um who else who else who else there was another i just think the irony and i mean here's the the environment but yet and and yet she's like and she's like giving yet she's not giving anything outside of that there's also um for me any like and this isn't like the, the, he also comes to mind because he's like the most like famous like stretchy toy stretch armstrong i didn't have him but i had a lot of toys that were very similar yeah to stretch armstrong, and i think you see where i'm going with i i understand the fun of that but i do feel like if you're gonna make a toy and like the whole gimmick of the toy is that he's bendy he shouldn't be breakable and i feel like those Correct. kinds of toys are breakable like any toy that is made to be like malleable and play with that frankly isn't able to play with in that way is I also kind of going along with that like any toy any doll that comes with an accessory that like like for example love rainbow high dolls I don't think they're made for kids though I really think they're just kind of making them and cranking them up for collectors because all the accessories and things are like so teeny teeny tiny yeah the clothes and stuff are so intricate like I I can't imagine being like a kid with with no like hand like like motor skills and like yeah so I think any toy that is too like complex for complex yes that's a good the demographic that they're going for it's like what three-year-old's gonna be like cool let me exactly 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 and then frankly the last and i don't know if you consider this a toy the we do you remember the we like fitness board thing oh my gosh yeah that would like body shame yeah that would be a fail. i don't know i'm not i don't mean to laugh but yes no, but it literally does and it's like i and like i don't know about you i i i still struggle with like body stuff and like weight yeah. stuff and like that. so it was just not a fun and then i have a go like ooh, like when you step on it i'm like yeah it's like ouch and you're like, like and i'm like I'm, I'm a child like please like i just i don't need this so yeah, yeah, those those are the three. <laughs> I think that that would definitely be a big fail. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. While we're on the subject, the <laughs> you're like the, actually the, fuck the, all these toys. <laughs> well, actually, back to Nintendo, they're also their 3DS thing, also toy fail because I think that was part of people's vision. So, oh, I mean, like, like like they they had to just I think they discontinued it because it was like fucking with people's eyesight. So that's also a toy fail too. In my oh, opinion. I remember that. Yeah, I was never. <laughs> we didn't have money for that, but I remember kids had it, and it did not last long. <laughs> like, I, like I saw it, and I'm like, this just kind of hurts my little eyes. And I already yeah. have. One. I don't need. I don't need six. Like I'm good. Like correct. Yeah, because I think about even going to like a 3D movie, an hour and a half. That's as m- much as I can do. I love. Yeah, but I'm like, if kids are playing a video game, they're gonna be on there for a hot minute. So it's that's like six it. hours of. No, that would hurt. That would hurt. Um, yeah. Mental health is also something that I love to not talk about, but like desigmatize. Um, so I always like to ask guests, what is something that you're willing to share um, that you do that helps keep your mental health in check? You're like frankly, play with toys. <laughs> I mean, frankly, that's I, it's not something I necessarily. I mean, I don't. I also like. I, I love that people play with their toys. I would. I would tell you if I did. I frankly don't. I like to pose them and maybe I'll brush their hair every now and again. But like, I'm not sitting here like playing with them. Yeah, um, yeah. 
do though. Love it if that's your business, just not mine, whatever. Um, however, I will say because I work from home and like because I'm literally always in the same spot, it's really, really, really easy for me to kind of get like uh just sad and like being rooted. So I've been making it a point like literally every day to get up around like you know, around the mid-afternoon or whatever, just like go and take a hot girl walk just to remind myself yeah. of, like we're outside, there's more to life than just working. So like just literally physically getting getting up and like removing myself from where I'm at is just fantastic for my, for my mental health. Definitely. And literally just, I, I know this is also boring, but drinking more water because I found that I wasn't drinking enough water and now I'm drinking it Same. like by the troves and I just feel so much better. And like, I've been working out, which again, I, I, I also don't think that like working out is like, the 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 do all be all like fix it but it unfortunately right. does help yeah it, it does help. those endorphins do help from the working out so no. you know not being surrounded by work 24 7 which is hard when you're working where you live but also yeah yeah you know, like, as somebody that also works at home yes <laughs> and it's water is very important i've learned that the hard way with kidney stone so <laughs> drink water everybody <laughs> like, and like, i don't know i will say just align myself the last thing would be just allow myself to cry just a lot oh, yeah. like, right like a nice like guttural like uh rosacea inducing cry amazing love it like honestly <laughs> yes i'm a pisces so i'm always here for a good cry yes, <laughs> <that's there. laughs> literally like oh sorry i'm busy that hour it's my it's crying not, hour it's not, three though like, like yeah, exactly and i'll be perfectly fine like nothing happened like, you'll never know um awesome i always like to ask recommendations as well too now you mentioned one book already but any movies music shows podcasts or books that you're obsessed with it doesn't have to be new um that you anytime you get the chance you plug and you're like everybody should put this in their life or get this in their life so I have a few. My favorite podcast in the world is Sleepover Cinema. It is mm-hmm. basically these two sisters, Audrey and Hannah. They are a filmmaking duo. They every week go and they revisit an old and I and there's there's so many like revisiting podcasts like mm-hmm. on like on the docket. This is just the one that is closest to my heart because it's the mm-hmm. one that I started listening to first. So they go back and they listen and they, and they watch like a fun girly movie from like back in the day. Or now they've done so many that they're starting to do. Um, um, albums and TV shows. So like a couple weeks ago it was Liz McGuire, a couple years, a couple weeks before that it was Avril Lavigne Let Go album. So it's just like, it's really fun to kind of like hear their experiences because they grew up together, their, their sisters. So they have like right. that to bounce off of. But also it's just, it's just, it's it's fun for me to kind of like see, because a lot of the movies that they, that they talk about, I didn't get the opportunity to see when I was a kid. So I'm watching them now as an adult. So it's like, it's fun to watch them as an adult kind of through that realm. But it's also nice to have their nostalgic viewpoints to kind of like right. dance brain to kind of fill in any gaps you know what yeah, i mean yeah, to kind yeah. of like make it more fun um but there also are a lot of movies that they talk about that i have watched and i do love and it's fun to you know to you know hear about that from somebody else's point of view too so they're they're also they're just fantastic as people as well so love them and then i also have um the okay another the i talked about portals fantastic we were talking about her there's a song called Alpha that came out called Chrissy by Chrissy Shavaleka. She's the one on TikTok who was like really with the pink hair and the whole like bimbo movement. Oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Her, yes, I love her so much. And she had I'm So Hot come out a couple weeks ago. Now she has Alpha. Literally cannot stop listening to it. She's like the epitome of like fun, bubbly, but like like fierce and dominating. And like I love her. And like I, I don't know. I just I love the vibe that I get from that song. So Alpha as well. And then I let's see. Literally, literally. That's everybody. That's literally everybody. We don't have to, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Solid choices, though. Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. Melanie Martinez. That's going to be my next episode. I'll have you on. <laughs> Please do. We'll do a full rewatch. I don't, I'll, I'll do whatever. So. Literally, yes. That's, well, never mind. I, I can get out. I was like, so are we getting more visual I album? So. Like, can I we get some like... more something in? <laughs> like, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> social media, before we go, plug your social media, any projects or any last minute things you want to say to listeners. Let's see. So my social media, I'm on TikTok at Joey Sunny D. I make toy reviews there, just like videos about things that make me happy. It's a fun time. Come over there. But yeah. then also my portfolio and design presence on Instagram is Joey Sunny Design. So that's where you see all my tricksy stuff, all of my like non-tricksy stuff. Um, but as far as like projects I'm working on, it's frustrating because most of them are like client-based. So I'm not really, I can't really talk yeah. about things. I will say personally, outside of the Pride Pal stuff, I have been getting into like the 3D realm, which has been very, very, very fun. And I'm going to be doing a series of 3D rendered like 
cell phones from different cartoons and, and shows and stuff that I really liked when I was a kid. So I'm thinking like a Monster High Eye Coffin, a Kim Possible Communicator, like the yes. bubble, like the phone from Powerpuff Girls. Like, I don't know, just something I, I'm just trying to, you know, find new things to challenge myself with and like continue to make in the 3D form. And I feel like that's a good place to go. So Totally spies. Ah, oh, yes. And they're, they're coming they're back. They're back. Coming back. <laughs> The gays so are winning. Excited. I'm so <laughs> excited for t- oh my god, we literally are winning with Barbie and 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 Little Mermaid and all my it's yes. it's it's so much, so much is happening for us. Literally. We're winning and we're losing in so many ways. Yeah, like, I was about to say we're winning, <laughs> but we're also still losing. Yes. So yes. <laughs> let us have our moments. We'll, we'll uh, take our little wins that we can take. Oh exactly. I, I am super excited for the Barbie movie, especially because. I'm a huge fan of The Wizard of Oz and there's a lot of parallels that people have pointed out and how it's kind of inspired and she, I'm excited for it, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Wizard of Oz is my obsession. I am, I was actually just texting, texting my mom yesterday and I was like, mom, I'm at the point in my life where like somewhere over the rainbow, like makes sense and makes me cry. And she's like, yeah, girl, you're there. Yep. <laughs> yes, bitch, you're an adult now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right, this sucks. This sucks, but it's so beautiful. I'm going to cry anyway. Literally. And, I, and I, the only like Wizard of Oz thing I've seen in the realm of the Barbie movie, I've been trying to go into it as like story blind as possible. I want to just, just go into it and let it hit me in the face. I have, I did see a, like a leaked like list of dolls that are coming out. And one of them is like her in her return to home gingham dress. And I'm like, could we just like all of them? We can just call it the return to home outfit. We don't need to like, so, so we, I, so I'm excited for the Wizard of Oz stuff, but I also, I want to go into it as blind as blind I possibly is, Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. Plus the cast. I mean. So. Amazing. Amazing. Mermaid alongside Dua, which will be fun. Yes, I'm like, yeah. ah, I'm okay. <laughs> Any whoozle, thank you so much <laughs> for taking time and chatting with me. It's been a pleasure. Um, I'll be sure to link down in the episode uh, notes where people can find you, not like your address or anything, but like <laughs> Instagram. <die>. And i would scare people away if they came and found me they'd be like mm, he needs help he's crying again <laughs> like he didn't book an hour y'all he booked a day something's wrong with him i always joke that's what my fbi agent probably says all the time like oh he's crying again y'all <laughs> he's like get a load of this guy Come yeah <laughs> oh steven rice is crying y'all again and they're like oh okay who had 9 30 as the breaking oh point <laughs> Uh, but yes thank you so much um it's been a pleasure and uh hope you stay safe and until next time you know i'll see you soon hopefully thank you so much for having me i had a blast i loved you know talking about all this fun gay stuff with you and i hope we get to do it again soon it was a blast so thank you so much thank you so much you have a good day now joey was such a pleasure um Loved randomly throwing toys at you and questions and learning about the world that you live in. And Pride Pals, I think, is a super important and awesome thing that I hope comes to fruition soon. So for this episode's Meditation Minute, um, I wanted to do something a little different um, and have you, whoever is listening to you <laughs> this right now, think of a really good piece of advice or something that you've heard and ponder that over while you meditate for a minute as I hit my mic. Hopefully that wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, think that over and enjoy this episode's Meditation Minute.
Well, that's all I have for you for this episode. Uh, be on the lookout. There's one more episode from The Vault, Stephen's version, that is dropping at the end of the week. So yes, please. I'm tangling myself up in these cords. Anywho's. Uh, thanks to new friend Joey again for chatting all things queer design and about toys. Super, super awesome. Go check out his designs on um, Instagram and his website, which I will put the links to in the episode description. Um, also give a little peek-peek-poo at the Pride Pals because I think it's really cool. And again, it's Pride Month, so go teach and learn Pride stuff. Cool, thanks. Uh, other than that, you can also follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Facebook. No, just kidding. I don't know why I keep saying that. I don't have the Facebook anymore because it was so much. But on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, at Sir Stephen Rice, you can go follow me there. That'd be great. Share this episode with folks and go stream Kelly Clarkson's new album, Chemistry. That's all I have to say. It's amazing. I love it. Um, But yeah, other than that, I'm hoping that your pride is going swimmingly, amazingly. That's my hope for you. Again, there will be another episode later this week for a weekend special. Something that I recorded, I believe, in 2021. But now it's coming back from the vault. Um, Also, Taylor Swift, Speak Now, Taylor's version is coming out this week (laughs) depending on when you're listening to this uh so yes thank you again so much for tuning in and until next time have a fantastic gay day i'd added the gay in there for this time